Hey, Illinois fans, Doug Bouchon here, uh, publisher of Orange and Blue News. Uh, Alec Bussey is with me. And once again, we bring back one of our favorite guests, uh, Scott Burgess from Prep Hoops, Illinois. A big day in Illinois basketball recruiting today. The big news, of course, is uh, Illinois signed Ty Rogers, the number 66 player in the country, according to rivals, kid from moved from Michigan to Harvey, to Harvey Illinois, and is playing for Thornton Township. Um, Scott, I know probably more than anybody else, you probably saw the 17U Mean Streets team play more, more than the rest of us, for sure. Uh, what, what have you seen out of Ty Rogers' game? Yeah, I'm a huge Ty Rogers fan. I've seen him progress since, you know, early in his career when I would see him in at Lee 100. I think he came there a couple times, various camps, and then obviously with Mean Streets the last two years on the circuit. Um, he's just the type of player I think Illinois fans are going to love and just really high school basketball fans in general in Illinois. Um, he plays super hard. He's really competitive. He's physical and he wants to take your heart out. And those are the type of players that obviously in the big 10 tend to do well. Um, so I think it's a huge get for them, but yeah, he's just a physical downhill slasher works really well in transition. Um, plus defender, he can just, he can defend on the perimeter. He can defend fours. Um, I think at the next level, he's going to be that combo forward. Um, I think a, a potential comp is like a PJ Tucker at Texas where PJ Tucker wasn't necessarily a sh the shooter. He is now with, you know, Miami and Houston Rockets and stuff, but he was more of a, just a physical kid that would just leave his will on the game and I think that's kind of what Ty brings to the table and defensively like I said he can stop multiple positions and um you know the area of concern is the shooting um he's not a bad shooter it's just he that's not his strength at this stage yeah that team uh, was was really loaded you know they had um, Jalen Jalen Washington that signed with North Carolina AJ Casey one of the top players in the states going to Miami um and I Cam thought Kraft. And, and Cam Kraft, Xavier recruit, really good shooter, uh, two guard. And, and I thought I thought Ty Rogers was really kind of the heart and soul of that team. Not, not necessarily that he'll be the best basketball player at the next level, but, but was really the kind of the motor for that team. Yeah, no, I would agree. I think he's the kind of guy that you can put him on any team and he's going to be successful because he can impact the game in so many ways that don't necessarily involve scoring or having to consistently have the ball in his hands to, to win you games. And also to the fact that, you know, this is a high level recruit that you're getting that you're going to get for multiple years. This is not necessarily just going to be a, a one and done or a two and done type guy. He um, you know, he's going to be there, two, three, four years. Um, and that, those are the type of guys that Illinois has been successful with in building this program. I think going forward in this era of the transfer portal and, um, and all that, that's how teams get old and want to win. The, you know, the more I talk to college coaches, it's about getting old instead of getting these necessarily one and done types. Um, so I think this is a huge get for Illinois. Yes, Scott, I kind of wanted to follow up on that same kind of pattern with this being a two, three-year kid. This is an Illinois class now that has three players that are probably all going to be at least two, three-year kids with Ty Rogers, obviously. That's who we're talking about today. But Sincere Harris and Jaden Epps are probably at least two-year guys as well. And Brad Underwood's talked a lot about wanting this to be a developmental kind of program when having an ability to get old and stay old. He's mentioned that since he got hired back in 2017. So what is it about Ty's game that you think is going to allow him to really fit well into 
the Brad Underwood culture because he spoke today to the media and he seemed like he's already like the everyday guy or whatever that Brad Underwood looks for in recruits. Yeah, I think there's, uh, you know, certain recruits when you look at them, like you say that kid's a Duke player, that kid's a North Carolina player, that kid's a Michigan State player. And now Illinois is getting that that brand of the toughness, the kind of like Michigan State, who they went head to head on this one for of that, you know, tough minded kid that plays physical plays both ends of the floor. Um, those are the guys they've been successful with. And um, I definitely think that he fits that mold. And um, yeah, I, I can, I can see why Underwood would love him because he fits his intensity, the way he coaches um, and the way he likes to get after it on both ends. And then just from, uh, you know, to, to win a recruiting battle that when, like when I was around him in what July, I don't even ask him. I did it. I think, if I go back and watch my video interview, I think I asked him about five, six, seven schools. I don't even think Illinois was one of them. And I had assumed at that point it was Michigan or Michigan state. I think most people kind of assume that. Um, and uh, yeah, for them to come in and win this battle this late, um, you know, is huge. Scott, you're obviously a guy who pays more attention to Illinois high school basketball than other states, but you still kind of get around a little bit and you understand the recruiting landscape that exists in college basketball. Illinois hasn't been able to go into other states in the Midwest and kind of bring kids into their program. And last year they did it with Luke Goody, and now they're doing it with a guy like Ty Rogers and two other states that have Big Ten talent and Big Ten schools. What does it say about where Illinois is at in their recruiting pitch and their landscape that they're able to go get kids that are in the backyard of an Indiana and Luke Goody's case, a Michigan or a Michigan State and Ty Rogers case? Yeah, and I think you could even throw Brandon Podzinski in there from Wisconsin um, to go into three Big Ten states. Um, it shows that they're widening that base and and kids are starting to take notice outside of just Illinois. I think one thing I've I've noted about this coaching staff, I think, um, is they they definitely recruit Chicago hard, and that's going to always be priority A, B, and C. But, like, they have the options behind them. They're not putting all the eggs in that one basket where if you miss on Jaden shoot, you miss on some of these in-state guys, you have backup plans. Like, they got into this recruitment with Ty Rogers – you know, I mean, they they recruited him for a while, but they really got heavy into it late. And because of the relationships that they had built recruiting Mean Streets um, previously with other players, you know, it paid off by getting this this commitment. And then you mentioned there the staff recruiting Chicago, and it's no secret that Jim Coleman was able to be pretty successful up there with the Mac Urban Fire and signing I would assume when everyone knows what he did for Illinois and whatever Illinois fans think about Adam Miller, right? Like that was a huge signing at the time. And he did have a pretty good freshman year for Illinois, but you lose him to Kentucky as an assistant coach and you replace him with a guy in Tim Anderson, who's connected to the other major program in the city and mean streets. And it's already kind of starting to pay dividends. What's what has Tim Anderson brought in terms of a connection that you've heard up in that city? And why did he resonate so well with Ty Rogers and, Ty Streets and the rest of the Mean Streets community. Yeah, I mean, Ty or Tim Anderson's had great connections to Chicago for a long time. You know, he was an assistant at DePaul, but um, he's, you know, he coached with Mean Streets back in the day. Um, even when he was kind of on hiatus this summer, 
um, in between, you know, going from DePaul to Illinois, he was around all those mean streets guys. You would see him at Whitney young games around slaughter and, you know, you know, rubbing elbows with, with high streets. So the connections obviously there, it's essentially like having an extension of that mean streets program on your coaching staff, which has obviously paid huge dividends. Um, you know, landing not only Ty Rogers, but Merez Johnson, um, one of the top two sophomores in the state. So it's huge. And he's come in and made an immediate impact. I think all three assistants have really made their impact felt with, you know, Chester Frazier getting um, Sincere Harris and Epps. Jeff Alexander was the point man for getting Kofi to come back at the end of the day. Yeah, that might not be a a actual recruit that you got, but that's the biggest recruit that you could sign on the board. First team All-American. Um, and he was the main reason that he came back. Um, and in Alexander's got a wide range of base of recruiting across the country that they're in on. So I think the staff as a whole has done a really good job of identifying kids that fit the culture and fit the system. And then when you have a Tim Anderson, you can go in and, and go get those mean streets kids that, that you really want and that you really need. You know, I think Scott, check me if I'm wrong, but I think Jalen Tate might've been the last mean streets kid that Illinois signed. It, it just hasn't been a connection there for, for some reason. And uh, now that they brought in Tim Anderson, I think that connection is pretty well established, but um, is it with, with Chicago recruiting and we're t- the EYBL, is it, is it either a mean streets or a Mac Irvin fire thing, or, or can, can you go after kids from both of those programs? Yeah, I think, I think it's a little overstated when people are like, Oh, Chin was a fire guy. And this, and Tim Anderson's a mean streets guy. Like, yeah, obviously you have more ties to those programs, but at the end of the day, like if you're going to be successful, you're going to have to recruit both those programs. You're gonna have to recruit Illinois Wolves. You're gonna have to recruit all those programs. It's not just about like, we're going to build the pipeline with just this one program. Um, and yeah, I mean, if there, there are guys that from the fire that Illinois wants, they're JJ Taylor, for example, you know, Matas, they're going to go after them. And it doesn't matter what uniform they wear during the summer. They're going to build those relationships that they have to build to, uh, to try to get in there and make a push for them. The last two classes that Brad Underwood brought in, you got, they have some really good length on the wings, some good guards. I really like, uh, since Sir Harris, um, really athletic kid, what they don't have is is big men. And what what I wanted to ask you was, you know, other than the two thousand twenty four class, we know that there's some good big men in that class. But are there any potential breakout kids in the state that that they might look at over the course of the season? For the senior class, no, honestly. So out of um, the obviously the signing period ends tonight. Um, Technically, we haven't put Rogers in the rankings yet. He'll obviously be one, two, three, something like that. Um, but with him in there, 22 of the top 23 in the state have signed. So we're we're pretty far along as far as this year is concerned. The only name left is a name that Illinois fans are probably familiar with, which is Kyle Thomas, um, who has bounced around. He went from uh, St. Joe's to what looked like he was going to go to Fenwick, and now he's at Bennett. Um, for his senior year, he's the top ranked uncommitted kid in the state. Um, and just, you know, Illinois was in there early on. I think they backed off. They're not 
really too involved anymore with that. Um, and, you know, he'll probably play things out with the season. So I would say as far as the senior class goes, I don't really see any, any big men or really any major high major type guys emerging. Um, and then you kind of turn your, your look toward the 2023 class. And it's a little bit thin up front, to be honest. Um, Davius Lowry, obviously Illinois is in on him combo forward athletic from, from Kenwood, the fire. Um, after that, it, there's really not a lot out there. Owen Freeman committed already. Um, Miles Rubin from Simeon is a kid that is worth keeping an eye on, but there's not really a lot of great big men in the 2023 class right now. At this point, it's more dominated by guards and wings. So it sounds like the plan in the spring will be transfer portal. I know they're not going to want to want to go with the big men uh, that they have right now. You know, they're going to probably going to be losing Kofi Coburn, Omar Payne. We've seen Alec doesn't give you much offensively. And so that, I mean, that's a big hole for them to fill in the, in the spring um, and feel free to jump in. Alec and talk about that. What, what is the need uh, for the, for big men? Cause right now it looks like next year they're going to be playing small ball quite a bit. I think it's tough to figure out, right? And Scott, you can kind of jump in here. I know you watch a lot of Illinois, but I think it's tough to figure out because you kind of have to leave a spot for Kofi Coburn if he decides he wants to come back for a senior year. And while his game might progress a little bit more to an NBA skill set, we still don't know if an NBA organization is going to be willing to take a chance on him in the draft. So you kind of have to leave a spot for him. And that makes it tough too, because you already have, one guy on the roster that you feel like can be a pretty good player in the front court, Omar Payne, or at least a serviceable player in the front court. So you can't really bring in one from the transfer portal and then bring Kofi back. Cause then you're going to have three guys all at the five position that are going to be fighting for playing time. And we know which one would get the most playing time out of those three. If Kofi were to come back for a senior year. So I think that's just tough. And I think it's going to end up being a play it by ear situation as the transfer portal kind of heats up in the offseason. And that's not something that I think Illinois should even be considering yet. I mean, it's November. They've played three games this year. And that's just such a difficult thing to monitor. And maybe you get around the new year, you get around Valentine's Day, and then you kind of start to maybe pay attention a little bit. Tyler Underwood's someone who pays a lot of attention to that for Illinois and his director of recruiting role. So I think that's kind of something that you – kick the can down the road a little bit, Scott. And I don't know what your opinion is on that. Cause I think you kind of have to wait on Kofi. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like as I've always said, if there's a player you really want, whether he's on your roster coming back or it's, you know, somebody late in the game, you always can find a way to work it out. You get rid of somebody if you really need to. I know that's a something people don't want to hear, but it does happen. And if Kofi Coburn wants to come back and um, there's not a roster spot, they will make a roster spot for him. Um, no doubt about it. And you know what, like, if you would have asked me when he was going through the draft process last year, if I thought there was any chance of him coming back, I would have said no when I was at, during the summer. Like, I thought there was no chance. And then the NLI thing changed everything for him because essentially he could make more money at Illinois with his NLI than he could do in playing in Europe. Um, so obviously you got to see how he develops this year. Um, you know, there there's players like Luca Garza. Obviously Luca Garza can shoot it which is an NBA skill set, but he's still a uh, liability defensively, kind of like Kofi would be um, in pick and roll situations. But Luca Garza is playing for the Pistons. Yeah, they're one of the worst teams in the NBA, but he's still getting a paycheck. So 
I think it's just a wait and see thing with him and see how that plays out. Yeah, Scott, that's obviously a really common comparison for Kofi in terms of just because they're both like bigger guys that don't fit the NBA kind of mold. But I honestly think a better one might be Drew Timmy, right? Like Drew Timmy can't step out and shoot it like Kofi can. And both of them have their limitations defensively. Timmy's a much more polished player in the paint with his footwork and his ability to score and get off shots from different angles than Kofi is. But Kofi's obviously much more powerful and much more physical in the paint than Drew Timmy is. So I think that's, again, just a situation that's going to be difficult to monitor. Before we get to the 2024 class, there's a couple of kids that I want to ask you about, Scott, in the 23 class. And let's just kind of start with Jeremy Fears because I feel comfortable reporting this. Brad Underwood's either driving to La Loom right now to watch him play or is already there. We don't really know exactly where he's at at this point <laughs> at the time we're recording it, but I do know he's going there to, to see him play. Uh, what is Jeremy Fears and his recruitment process like right now? Obviously, he's taken some visits. Do you have a good read on that area? Yeah, I think it's still pretty open. You know, he's taken some visits. It seems like it's got a got a pretty Big Ten feel to it right now. Um, so I would say at this point, that would probably be a safe assumption to say that, you know, if, if you had to put money down that he's going to play in the Big Ten, but there's there's still a ways to play out. I don't think he's close to making a call quite yet, um, but, you know, who knows? It, today's, you know, kids could pop at any time. Um, if you would have asked me, I did know the night before that Merez was going to commit, but if you would ask me two nights before if Merez was going to commit, I would have been like, that's insane. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I don't think he's quite there yet, but I definitely think Illinois made him a priority. They were, um, you know, they were at every Brad Beal game. They been to Lalu multiple times to see him They're Heck they're even like recruiting his little brother, you know, to try to, you know, continue as much as you can get in front of that family, they want to do it. And um, they, they definitely made him feel like a priority. I know that. I I throw throw Kansas in that mix too, Scott, Kansas and Indiana is pretty strong with Jeremy Fears, Illinois, Michigan. So other than the big 10, I think Kansas is one to watch there too. Mm -hmm. Scott, there's another one in that 23 class and he just so happens to be really good friends with Jeremy Fears. And that's Kylan Boswell, who obviously moved out to Arizona and plays at Compass Prep, which was where Ty Ty Washington played on. I obviously recruited him really hard. AJ Storr, I think, was out there for a little bit as well. What is Kylan Boswell's situation like? Obviously, a kid who grew up in Champaign, his parents and family, I still think, have a lot of ties in this area. He's a really good player, really dynamic player. So one, where's his recruitment kind of seeing if you have any idea of that? And because he's six foot one and so is Jeremy Fears, can those two guys play together if Illinois gets them both? Um, so to answer the second question first, yes, just because of the game has changed and evolved so much to where you see in college and even in certain situations, the NBA, where you play two guards together. In the NBA, they have to be obviously a little bit bigger than that. But in college, like if you put those two together, um, I definitely think they can play, you know, together. I think Boswell's got a pretty good build on him. Um, and so he could maybe guard some twos um, and some stronger players. But uh, yeah, to have two ball handlers out there like Illinois has with Curbelo and uh, Trent Frazier right now. I mean, that's kind of a similar example of two guys that you can play on the ball if you need them to. Um so I've not, I'll be honest, I've not seen Boswell a ton. Um, I saw him at Peach Jam 
um, in the uh, in the championship game with Team Why Not, uh, where he was uh, super, super impressive. Um, and as far as the recruitment, I've kind of heard like if he doesn't stay out west, it will be Illinois. So um, it seems like those like Arizona, UCLA, um, those West Coast Pac-12 powers, USC, are kind of in there on him. But I think if he doesn't stay out west, I think Illinois has got a pretty good shot at it. Oh, you're making Illinois fans really happy, Scott. Really appreciate <laughs> I, I will say, I, I to calm things down a little bit there, I will say I'm not super tied into that. I've never even directly talked to Boswell before. So, yeah. It's, so take it's it also a long way away, right? Like, he's a 23 yes. kid. He's a five-star. Those kids can kind of pop whenever they want. If he wants, he can carry it on to the later signing period of his senior year. So, right. he can kind of keep it going. All right, Scott, I'll let Doug get in after this question. And I think this is probably the most highly wanted prospect that Illinois has recruited, and I think a very long time. Uh, and J.J. Taylor, obviously a top five, top ten national prospect in the class of 2023. Mac Irvin kid played for, I guess it was, Morgan Park. Is that where he started? And then he moved to Chicago Kenwood when the Urbans kind of move around. And now he's leaving the state, which is something that I know you have a lot of feelings on. But J.J. Taylor's a dynamic player. That's kind of how I describe him when I watch his film. He looks like Kevin Durant. He looks like a six foot eight Kevin Durant to me. And I hate throwing that out there because that's such a terrible comp to give a kid. But I love his game and his situation is obviously just really, really interesting. And Duck had some good reporting on him a couple months ago. So where, where where are you at with J.J. Taylor? Yeah, I mean, as far as from a talent standpoint, there's no question. He's one of the top you know, four or five players in the country in that class. He's an, an elite of a scorer, as we've seen in Illinois from the perimeter in a long time. He's got uh, plus positional size. He can play the three, he can play the four. He's got an effortless stroke. You said the, you said the KD comparison. I think anybody who watches him, it's kind of hard to say that that's not the comp. Um, but I would never say a kid's going to be Kevin Durant. Um, just like I would never say like Chet Holmgren's going to be Kevin Garnett, but that's kind of who he plays like. That's kind of who he looks like um, from a, when you throw out the physicality and the game type standpoint. Um, so he can really shoot the basketball. He's athletic in transition. When he wants to pass it, he can do it with some flair. Um, yeah, he's an elite, elite talent and um Obviously, like with the whole Don going to Donda Academy, I have no idea what that's going to do for his recruitment. I think it just kind of throws everything up in the air um, and we'll see where everything lands here in, you know, six months when we get to the spring and summer and see what the options are going to be. Obviously, he's going to have options to go to the pros if he wants. Um, uh, But yeah, I mean, I think Illinois is in as good a shape as anyone, but I don't think anybody can say that they're a clear leader at this point real quick do you expect him to stay with mac urban i have no idea i have no idea on that um yeah i mean kids like me and my friends joke it's like aau commitments and this in the whatever fall we're in now it's like what they don't mean anything like there was kids last year that told me they're going to play for one team like three days after AAU. And I'm like, I'm not reporting that. I'm not changing it on your profile. Like, this is ridiculous. You're not going to play with that team for seven months. So um, I have no idea what he's going to do for AAU. You know, Scott, time flies. It's crazy, but we're getting close to the holiday season again already. Really busy time of year for high school basketball. And 
one of the teams that I'm really looking forward to getting out and watching is Chicago St. Rita. You know, you got to love their young talent. They're still the best players are still sophomores. But tell us about that team and tell us about Morez Johnson, who just recently committed to Illinois. Yep. So obviously, um, core core base with that team is the three top five um, sophomores in the state. Um, uh, Merez Johnson recently committed to Illinois, currently sets at number two in the rankings. Um, athletic, four-man, broad shoulders, well-built, athletic. Um, you know, he's he's got skill potential. The jump shot's starting to come along, but he's really mobile. He can run the floor. Uh, played really, really well at Pangos when I saw him a couple weeks ago. I thought he was – he had one of the most dominant performances I'd seen in a while at that camp in the first game. Um, so huge get for Illinois, especially early on. Um, he was just – it's crazy the sounds. He was over it already. He – I kind of felt it when I interviewed him about three weeks before in person. It was just like, I don't want to talk about recruiting anymore. I'm good. Like, I'm like, dude, you just started this. Um, so – but he's actually a really good kid. Um, and I think he's a, a huge gift for Illinois considering, um, you know, you can sell that to 2023 kids, 24 kids, and even 25 that you already know one of the dudes in your class um, is going to be a top 30, 40 player nationally. Um, James Brown currently sets at number one, uh, is his teammate. Um, and James is more of a traditional five that's skilled, low low post game back to the basket good touch around the hoop excellent footwork and he's got just a really good feel for how to play the game um and so that's kind of him and then Jaden Rena is the other um sophomore on that team who's got an Illinois offer your classic you know high IQ point guard he just he's a really good in ball screens can run a team get everyone involved hits hits uh pull up jump shots you know coming up coming off those screens um and then from a, a junior standpoint they have a kid that's not necessarily an Illinois recruit but I think somebody that's gonna have a big year a kid named Caden Space um played with Young and Reckless over the summer combo guard that uh really improved as a shooter and his recruitment starting to really take off at the mid-major level top 15 player in that 23 class and then um, in the freshman class, you have Melvin Bell, who already holds an Illinois offer, I believe. Um, and he, uh, super athletic, long, rangy, two guard, um, can play a little bit on the ball. Um, just his bounce is really incredible for a kid his age. So um, ways to go, obviously, to see where he develops all, his all-around game. But, uh, yeah, they have, they have a very, very talented team this year. Have you sat down and put together your travel schedule yet, you know, for the holiday season and some of these events and what, what are some of those events you're going to be covering and what teams and players are you looking most forward to watching? Yeah. So um, I'll start out Thanksgiving week, just kind of going to a little bit of everything, Washington TOC. I'm definitely going to make sure I see that there's quite a few players I want to check out there. Um, some that I haven't seen as much. Um, and then there's obviously some higher profile kids like the St. Rita guys and uh, Jaden shoot. Um, so I'll be up at Chicago league classic um, in uh, where actually um, two Illinois commits will go head to head with uh, Marez Johnson and St. Rita against Thornton with Ty Rogers on that Saturday. I think that game at like four or four 30. Um, so that'll be fun. Um, then the next day I go to Ridgewood for the Ridgewood shootout, uh, five games, 
uh, or four games. It's uh, kind of always a good close to that Chicago League Classic weekend. Um, I'll be at Team Rose event the next weekend in Chicago. It's uh, 12 games over two days. And then um, holiday tournament season is right around the corner. I haven't exactly made my my trip plan yet of which way I'm going to go, start north or and go south or south and go north. But um, always hit up, you know, the usuals, Pontiac, um, uh, York for Jack, Jack Tosh, um, Proviso West, um, et cetera. So, yeah, I'm excited. And then um, I'm sure I'll see you, Doug, at um, Highland, which – um, I've had the pleasure of helping them over the last, you know, seven or eight years with with getting that shootout together as far as the teams. And we're really excited about that event. Um, Ken Wood will be in it. Um, St. Rita's in it. Uh, Cooper Koch and uh, Peoria Notre Dame. So a lot of um, Illinois targets at that event. All right. There you have it. Illinois fans. Uh, Scott Burgess, the hardest working man in the business. Uh, be out on the road during the holiday season. Follow him on Twitter. Uh, for uh, Alec Bussey, I'm Doug Bouchon. Uh, thanks, Scott, again for breaking down Ty Rogers for us. A big day for Illinois recruiting-wise. But uh, until next time, Illinois fans, orangeandbluenews.com.